Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. You know, I have to do something that we don't typically do on this on this program. And I, I like just follow, follow you gotta follow me here. Okay. But a big shout out to the Golden State Warriors. Oh. I got I mean Yeah. I'm with you. It did the Kings a big time solid last night, taking the Celtics two overtime. They beat Boston one thirty two to one twenty six. And uh, Jason Tatum a little bit banged up in that one, it, although he left. I think he was in the second quarter. He left with what looked like a ankle issue, but he came back and finished the game. Didn't play particularly well down the stretch, mm-hmm. but Boston, man, <clears throat> that's a bad loss for them. We talk about bad losses a lot. Mm-hmm. What isn't isn't a bad loss. If you're if you're a Boston fan, it's a bad loss. Now you now they have to come up by eighty and play a much better team in the Sacramento Kings. Like, oof. Tough stretch. A much better team, but a team that doesn't have one player that can single-handedly swing like everything from one way to the next. Like, yeah. I, I mean, Steph Curry, what he can do, I'm not like trying to take anything away from De'Aaron Fox, but... Oh, that, uh, that's kind of... Go ahead. Keep, the keep the going. ability to shoot the three like he does yeah. and to just break your spirit mm-hmm. so quickly. And for him, like, you can get a hard-earned basket, right? That takes you... The entire shot clock, and and maybe you get a rebound, and you get you get a putback, whatever. He goes down, and like three seconds later, he's already hit a three, and he's like doing the sleepy time on your head, and you know he's just brutal the way he breaks a team's spirit. Yeah, and and it's kind of interesting. So, yeah, he had ten points in the first half. What are you doing in the second half? He had twenty points in the in in the fourth quarter in OT. Twenty six in OT, and I I thought. Was was the final? Is sixteen in the second half, seven in in the uh, oh, so twenty three total. Yeah. Okay. But twenty through the fourth quarter in OT, thirteen in the fourth, and then seven in OT. Yeah, I, I it was um man, just from a basketball standpoint, what a super fun game. Um, the Warriors. Funny note here: three and one without Draymond Green. They've won three in a row. Oh. <laughs> it's Steve, science, Kerr, Kyle. Steve Kerr falling backwards into into playing as young players. They like need athleticism, and oh, you play the athletes, and they and they play well. Like Jonathan Kaminga, Jonathan Kaminga played really well last night. He was good defensively. He scored the ball. He was like directing traffic. It was crazy. 
Um, but hey, look what happens when players get regular minutes. Hey, he had a really nice defensive stop against Jason Tatum late. Yeah, like, yeah, that really made him work. Yeah, yeah, and then had a big steal and a and a dunk in overtime. Yep. Um, and as I watch that, it's it's not that's not the reason for me that Keegan Murray is good. But I do think he benefited a ton from not only getting to come into a, a well-coached team that had a really good plan for him, but that he just got to play last year. Yeah, He got to play through whatever ups and downs a rookie goes through. It wasn't, hey, you're going to come off the bench and you're going to play 14 minutes a night. Oh, hey, you're playing. Here's a start. Oh, you didn't, you didn't play well in the first eight minutes of that start. You're done for the night. They didn't jerk him around. It was, hey, go play. Well, I think that there's something about drafting a mature player, right? Mm-hmm. The Kings draft what they know. Mm-hmm. They don't speculate. They're not in the prospecting biz- business. Mm-hmm. And I-, I think a lot of teams, y- you almost have to be, right? Like Kaminga is a, a top-tier talent. I-, I mean, played for the G League Ignite. He's a player that everyone's known of mm-hmm. for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he he isn't talented, but there's a big difference between an 18- or 19-year-old rookie and a 21-year-old rookie. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think, you know, even De'Aaron Fox is – in his being um, like a, I don't know, like a, a smart ass mm-hmm. towards Keegan uh, Murray, he's been very clear. Like, you know, well, when I came into the league, I was 19. When I was a, a second-year player, I was I was 20. I wasn't 23. Yeah. You know, those right. are the jabs he takes. Mm-hmm. But he's right. Yeah. You know, like you expect more. And, I, I mean, it's why I think a lot of people are so down on Davion because he's 24, like you mm-hmm. expect more mm-hmm. from a guy to understand and have it click and and to move forward at at a, an advanced age, you know, a player who's played four years of college basketball. That's kind of how that that was kind of always how I felt about Bogdan Bogdanovich. It was yeah. just like, yeah, he's good, but I don't know how much better he's going to get because he's twenty five. Well, no, this is who yeah. he is. He's right <laughs> yeah, he's, here. Right. He's that's not a bad thing. No, it's just he, there wasn't like this a monster leap that was coming. It just kind of is who he was. Yeah, I mean, you you can understand that on a really good team, Bogdan Bogdanovich is probably your sixth best player. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's always been. But mm-hmm. when you're a bad team and he's got to be your second or third best player, yeah. then you're in trouble. Yeah. And that's not a knock on Bogey at all. I think Bogey's a really good player. Uh, and right now, I mean, he's a six-man-of-the-year candidate, big time. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player for sure. Um, so, Steph, we, we mentioned 20 points in the fourth quarter in OT last night. I want to talk about what you just said about De'Aaron Fox and being and, and Steph being a guy who can just flip a game and, and break a team spirit and this and that. I want to talk about that in a second. But <laughs> Shaq, after the game on, on Inside the NBA, said that Steph belongs in the GOAT conversation. And I hate this because I don't agree, but I also don't want to come across like that's ridiculous. How could you say? Like for me, it, it just this is such a hard conversation because it's 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 you can cherry pick whatever you want and you can put whatever stipulation on it you want to say that yeah this player whoever it is whether it's Michael Jordan LeBron James Wilt Chamberlain Steph Curry whoever you can fix the criteria to fit whatever you want to fit in there and so I I get that I think honestly I don't I'm not putting him in that conversation. Okay. I, I just he there's there's a lot of criteria you got to hit to to get there, and I don't I don't think he's done that necessarily. But that a great player like Shaquille O'Neal, who just tosses him in there, 
to me, says a lot about where he is all time. Even if he's not top three, top five, top eight, top ten, whatever, wherever you think he lands. Yeah. Okay, so I think when you, like, we could get into discussion all day long about, like, your top three. For me, like, my top three Mm -hmm. is Michael Jordan, Will Chamberlain, and LeBron James. Okay. Like, that's my top three. Sure. And anyone else can argue whatever. Like, my top four is probably, my next player is probably Magic. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to say that on, on when I look at players and I look at like how they stand in the history of the NBA, mm-hmm. there's a couple of criterias that that I typically look for. I think no one changed the game ever like Wilt Chamberlain did mm-hmm. because of his size, yeah. because he made basketball straight up a tall person game. Right. Right. That's what yep. he did. He yep. changed the world and made it a, a, a tall person game. Yep. That's where Wilt comes along and like other players come along. I think the next player to change the trajectory of the league completely mm-hmm. is Magic Johnson. We'd never seen a six foot eight point guard run and flip the ball behind his back and mm-hmm. throw the ball behind his head and, and do showtime. The next player is Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. who completely he revolutionized the game. Put it into a different stratosphere. Well, he he put the game into a different stratosphere for sure. But what happens next is again, it's kind of like the Wilt and and Kareem conversation. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, they changed all the rules to slow Michael Jordan down to, or to, to give him more runway to be great, mm-hmm. to, to give him these opportunities to have the big dunk. Mm-hmm. They start, you know, the hand check rules and all the, everything changes. And it's not Michael who, who really takes advantage of that. It's Kobe. Yeah. That's the, so again, Michael Jordan crawls so and, and walks so. Kobe Bryant can run. Right. But I think what we've seen now is the next, like LeBron James is different. He's just like the greatest winner. And like, it doesn't matter where he goes, he wins. Sure. Um, But the next player who I think has changed the game the most out of anyone Mm -hmm. is Steph. Mm. Like, I mean, he's revolutionized the way the three-point shot is used in the game. Yeah. I mean, the Kings are shooting 45 threes on almost every single night. It's insane. 45. Yeah. I mean, like Mitch Richmond didn't have like 12 three-point attempts a game. He didn't have like a, a season where he averaged 10. Mm-hmm. Now we got guys all over the league who are averaging. There's like 50 seven, guys eight, nine, averaging 10. more than seven. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's absolutely wild. And like even I talked about it, Peja Stoyakovic retired in 2011, right? He was third on the all-time list mm-hmm. of three-point makes. He's now like 27th. That's, that's what Steph has done to the game. So... Yeah, the Celtics last night, by the way, missed, missed, not took, missed, forty-one threes. Oof, missed. They lead the league in attempts and makes. <laughs> they went, they went seventeen of fifty-eight. <laughs> That's crazy. That's insane. That's so many. You know what's crazy? Though? They went it, seven of twenty-two in the second half. It feels like all week. Nine the, of thirty in the, the first last half. week and a half. The Kings have been playing that team. Like, because Brooklyn came in, like, number one in yeah. makes and number three mm-hmm. in attempts. And then who was the next team they faced that was the same? The, um, um, who did they beat? Why are we drawing a blank here? They and, beat the Nets. And then the next night, it was like, hey, this team shoots the heck out of the ball. Oh, well, oh, the Clippers or the Thunder? I think it was the Thunder. The Thunder. Yes, it definitely was. They were shooting, like, 39% from three. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Thunder. That's well, right. that's, it's a funny thing that the Kings are beating teams at their own game. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So we get to see if they can do it to Boston. A tired, worn out, 
over time. Boy. And they had they, they had, had no grind, legs, dude. They it had was, no legs left. The, uh, if if you didn't watch a game at the end of at the end of regulation, Boston had this possession. I think it was I think it was tied, but they got like three offensive rebounds and four attempts from three in the possession and didn't hit any of them. Mm. It was it was a really really rough go for. I think their one three they hit in OT was Al Horford from the corner with like twenty seconds left. <laughs> Crazy man, that was I'm, a wild game to watch. It was fun. Yeah, really really fun game. And uh, man, if you're a Kings fan, you had to enjoy the heck out of the fact that uh, you had Boston play five, five extra hard minutes. And against, they uh, looked Golden State. they looked shot by the end of it. They did, dude. That was it. Well, they were up 17. They lost their legs, man. I, like, they're I was the watching. Best team, like, they're the best oh. team in the NBA. They're up 17 mm-hmm. against whatever this version of the Warriors is. It's like, oh, okay, I'm cruising. And then all of a sudden you lose? Yeah. Man, it's a, it's a tough way to go. Let's continue talking King Celtics. Ja Morant also made his return last night. We'll talk about what that means for Sacramento. Tons of NBA stuff coming up. Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports has been doing a ton of reporting on the trade deadline, specifically what's going on in Toronto. We will talk to him at 11 o'clock. Do not go anywhere. We're with you until noon on the Insiders. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Sacramento Sports Leader. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. I was loving the chatty house at youtube.com slash ESPN1320 and twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. If you're listening in your car or maybe on the app and you get to your destination, maybe you get to work, maybe you're going home from work and you get home and you get out of the car and you're like, well, not listening anymore. Good news. Head to youtube.com slash ESPN1320 or twitch.tv slash ESPN1320 and you can watch us live. Or maybe you can't do that. Make sure to download the James Ham and Kyle Madsen show. Wherever you get your podcasts, that's what it's called. Swear to God, uh, you can download that wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, it is uploaded in hour one, hour two, so you can listen back or uh, listen for the first time. If you don't get, listen, get to listen to the whole show, we would greatly appreciate it if everybody went and did that. What was I going to say? Oh, uh, I always appreciate that the Chatty House, yeah, like helps produce the show. It's really great. They'll bring up things that we're already going to talk about. They'll bring up things I hadn't thought about. It's awesome. So join the Chatty House. Subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. Hit the little thumbs up. Hit that like button. We would appreciate that immensely as well. Uh, Kings, Celtics tonight. The Celtics, this was a this is a stretch of games. It's Boston, Phoenix, Minnesota. And when that first pops up on the schedule, you go, and this is why we have to, you know, watch the games and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Because when that first pops up on the schedule, you're looking and you're going, man. Boston has a back-to-back, but it's just Golden State they have the night before. So that's going to be a really tough game. It's the number one team in the East. You got the number one team in the West with Minnesota, and then you got Phoenix, who you know I think they're fourteen and thirteen, but I mean, that's not a team that you want smoke with on on a on a given night, just because of all the all the talent they have in at the yeah. top end of their roster. But now all of a sudden, I'm looking at this game for the Kings. I'm going, hey man, that. It, Boston's good. Boston might win the title. Like Boston is is super talented. They are well built. They have they have if if Kristaps Porzingis and Al Horford are are both on the court along with Drew Holiday, and you're adding that to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, it's like oh my god, like they are just a monster. But then you watch them last night. You see, okay, Jason Jason Tatum came up a little gimpy in the second quarter, and then he you know he eventually came back and. 
Like they lost their legs in that second half, and now they got to play again tonight. I'm not putting this. I'm not putting this game on the uh, on Sacramento, where I'm like, man, if they lose, it's a huge disappointment because losing to Boston is something that a lot of teams are going to do this year. Yep. But I would very much pick them to win. Yeah, I'm going to guess that they are favored. And, and I think when watching Boston, some of the things that I noticed is Boston. Once you get past their their first layer of defense, if you're a team who moves the ball quickly, mm-hmm. you can score on them easily. Mm-hmm. And and they also. Al Horford doesn't play on the second night of back-to-back. Right. So they chose, he doesn't play on back-to-backs. He, he plays one of the two games. He played last night. Porzingis didn't. Maybe Porzingis plays tonight. Maybe mm-hmm. both of them don't play. So we don't know yet. The injury report's not out yet. I mean, we could literally see a game where Nubias Keita starts and plays a good portion of the game. The There's already people in the chatty house that are worried about the Nubias Keita revenge game. Yeah, Sac- Sacramento favored by two and a half points, according to Drew, down, Drew down. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yes. And uh, confirming that right now on a sports betting website. Well, what's nice too is uh, the Sacramento Kings are now ten and three at home. They did not take uh, do a good job of taking care of the home court last year. They mm-hmm. were what do we say twenty three and eighteen at home. This year they're pacing to be much 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 better. Like we're talking about a thirty win home team. If you can win thirty, this team wins fifty plus. They might even win fifty five. Mm-hmm. I mean that's where we're at. So um, I, I definitely think that. Like this is a game where I would probably take the Kings just because watching last night, and this is uh, three games in four nights for Boston. It's not mm-hmm. just the second night of a back-to-back. They played, what is today? Today's Wednesday. So they played on Sunday. They had Monday to fly to uh, from Boston to San Francisco, <sighs> and then they've got the back-to-back. And this is a tough road trip. They've got, they still have the Clippers, and they still have the Lakers on this road trip. Yeah, I man. Uh, what a t- what a tough stretch they're, for, they're, for the Celtics. Yikes. They're gritty though, man. That's the that's, problem, dude. That and that's why the the Kings favored by two and a half, like we said. But I, that's why I'm not going to put this as a game where it's like this isn't the Wizards game for me. You know, it's not like hey, the Kings need to win this game, mm-hmm. or I'm going to have questions if they go lose to Boston. It's like. Yeah, hey, it's probably an indicator that teams with length and athleticism on the perimeter give the Kings trouble. Yeah. And if that's if that's the case with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown tonight, and if Chris Tapps Porzingis plays and and uh, Drew Holiday's out there, like you see where okay, this could this could be a little bit of a problem. But also if you watched that game last night, is particularly the second half of the fourth quarter in OT, you gotta feel very confident. And I would, it would, it would take a, I don't, here, here's, here's what I'm trying to articulate. I think a even B level Kings performance tonight wins, or at least it should. Okay. That's how I feel. I think, I think if you're getting less than that, you're losing. And then we can have the larger discussion about, man, there's something this team's missing that teams like the Clippers, like the Celtics, like the Pelicans just give them problems. Well, I think that that's always going to be the problem. It's not just length; it's length and athleticism mm-hmm. and, and physicality, mm-hmm. and that's that's a problem. Like Jason Tatum is super physical. Mm-hmm. Like if Keegan Murray's going to get stuck on him to start, and that's just a really really tough matchup. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's where you look at almost every one of their positions. Like I don't think they if they don't have Al Horford, they really don't have someone who can slow down Sabonis, but. The rest of that squad, they can throw, you know, they can 
they can mix and match. They can mm-hmm. throw, they're going to start Drew Holiday on De'Aaron Fox, which for them, that's a strong matchup. Drew Holiday is one of the better defenders, perimeter defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. Then they can mix it up and do Derek White. And Derek White is an excellent defender as well. And then they can throw Jalen Brown at you. Like this is what, they come at you in waves. And so I think if the Kings play their brand of basketball where they funnel everything through Sabonis, they've got a good shot because that's where, you know, again, you can beat them up on the interior, mm-hmm. especially if if Horford's not playing. And I don't care if Porzingis plays. What uh, Porzingis, sure, he can score. He's a three. Sabonis. He's a tall three. Yeah, but <laughs> what Sabonis will do to him uh, in the in the paint? Yeah, just, push him just around. Yeah, he'll just yeah. throw him around. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really fear that. But I do fear the rest of this team because there's even a point where we could see Jason Tatum defending De'Aaron Fox. And what I would like for Fox. So today is De'Aaron Fox's 26th birthday. Uh, oh yeah, it's also our friend Sean Cunningham's uh, birthday. Oh, that's a way. You know what? De'Aaron wasn't going to get any sound. Sean Cunningham is going to get sound. <laughs> Happy birthday to Sean Cunningham, and also De'Aaron. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Fox forty, Sean Cunningham. De'Aaron uh, Fox forty. Yeah, there we go. Um, what what I want De'Aaron Fox to do in this game is to keep this thought in mind: winning the battle means nothing if you lose the war. Like, the goal of this game is to win the basketball game. It's not to show everybody that he's as good or better than Jason Tatum, who was taken ahead of him in the 2017 NBA draft. Yeah, well... Mm. <laughs> well, go out there and play it. I'll play so that's, it. Okay, so that's... If you if you told me that De'Aaron... Here, th- here's a take. If you came down from the future and you said, yo, De'Aaron goes for 50 against the Celtics. I would have questions about whether they won. Yeah. Because that means it was probably a lot of De'Aaron going, all right, hey, I'll, tr- I'll go score on this possession. Yeah, giddy up. Let's go. No, if you told me that it offensively looks like it did against Washington, where it's 19 shots for De'Aaron and I think 17 shots for Keegan and 16 for Demonis Sabonis, I don't even care what the numbers are. I would think, and maybe they miss all their shots and they lose, but I would think based on that shot distribution that you saw a maximized version of the Kings offense once again against the defense that's going to, like, they're just going to switch. They're not going to, you're, everything. It's not, it's not matchup hunting. It's not, they're just going to switch everything. We saw Derek White last night in the first quarter against, against Golden State. He was going, they, they were trying to run Steph and Clay off screens. And he was just running around the screen and getting up behind them, and, and he blocked two threes like that. And that's something that he is capable of doing because he's a very, very good defender. Yeah. Jalen Brown, capable of that. Jason Tatum, capable of that. So I would I would like to see Sacramento tonight, um, you know, distribute their – I was going to say distribute their shot selection. That's not right. <laughs> uh, have a shot distribution that looked more like it did against against the Wizards. I would like that way more than I would like De'Aaron Fox to go, hey, I'm better than Jason Tatum, and I need to have a higher career high than Keegan Murray. No, I I totally agree. I, I The shot distribution, 19 for Fox, 17 for Keegan, 16 for Sabonis, just like you, you spouted off. Yeah. Harrison Barnes, 11. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah, I will. If he's open. Yeah. I, I mean, I need more from the seven points from Malik Monk. Uh, but uh, still, I mean, the seven uh, shot attempts from Malik Monk. Yeah. What do you have, 10 like, and 6? Uh, he did have 10 and 6. But I think that, again, was a situational yeah. game. Yeah, so, uh, like, this is a game where the Kings 
need ev- all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Like this is a tough game against one of the best teams, if not the best team, and a team that typically like does major damage against you. Like mm-hmm. the Kings have had a lot of trouble defending this team and, and and hanging with this team. Yeah, and I think and and we talk about this a lot with back to backs. It's like that opening wave from the team on the back to back. That's going to be there, but how are their legs in the second half? Yeah. How are their legs is the third quarter grinds on and the fourth quarter grinds on, especially if the Kings can get out and run and move around a little bit on offense. Yeah. If they're doing that, even if Boston comes out and wins the first quarter by 10, like if you stay in your offense and you keep moving, eventually they can overcome that. They, Sacramento, can overcome that. So that's that's what I, I don't want to see tonight is them get punched in the mouth and, and roll over. We saw them do it against the Wizards. Okay, great. Now can you do it against a really good team like the Celtics? Yeah, I think that's the the buildup, right? You need to show that it's not just the the teams like that. But the Kings have done a really nice job this year beating the teams above them in the yeah. standings. Yeah. I mean, they that's... beat Denver. They've beat Dallas. They've beat Minnesota. They. <laughs> like, I, was, I was looking at... OKC, at, they beat them twice. We're going to talk a little bit more about this later, but... ESPN's power rankings. The three teams immediately had ahead of the Kings are the Clippers, who they've lost to a couple times, but then OKC, who they've beaten twice, and Denver, who they beat. Yeah. Like those are the three teams directly ahead of them. So I'm putting and Boston's number one in those rankings. In any power ranking, I'm putting the Kings above OKC. OKC's, they're just not there yet. Everyone wants them to be there. Hmm. They're just, they're like six to eight months behind the Sacramento Kings. I don't even think they're a full year. But they are behind. They're behind on where they are in their development as a squad. Hmm. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be interesting to watch after Christmas because that's when things get real. Yeah. Like, can they keep playing like this? Can they keep being a two seed into January and February? Like, that's a big question. Yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I'm just saying that right. you know, like the NBA has a progression, right? And their progression is you know they weren't really a solid like playoff team last year, mm-hmm. and they're building towards something, but they aren't there yet. Uh, Derek White shot 24 shots last night and 18 threes. That's wild. That's so nuts. He shot seven more times than Jason Tatum. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> hey, if he does that again, the Kings are in a good spot. I would love to see I De'Aaron Fox. I don't think Derek White's going to make seven threes again. De'Aaron Fox needs to take the what like happened Derek with White. Team USA. He needs to take that personal. And he needs, when he's oh, yeah, matched up against Derek, Derek White, he needs to go at him. Uh, by the way, big fan of Derek White now. Yeah. Now that he's come home, yeah, now he's that he's in home. the bald gang, <laughs> like I couldn't take him seriously with that hair. Now that he's bald, love him. Big fan. All right. Big Derek White guy. All right. Um, we got to hit the break. Do we? Yeah. Yeah. We got to hit the break. Um, let's take a let's take a look at the Kings. We were just talking about the standings. They're a couple spots behind OKC. Let's talk about where the Kings are in the standings now and what that looks like. And then we got to talk about John Morant coming back because all of a sudden the Grizzlies might be uh, a little bit scary. We'll talk about all that next on the Insider Sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. <laughs> this beat goes so hard. I love it so much. Is, doesn't this sound like the intro to a basketball game? Yes. Like it has big like NBA pregame intro vibes. I'm in. That's why I like it a lot. It's called Boom by Yachts by Blackpink. Check them out. Okay. Um, Want to remind <laughs> from K-pop to country music. Nope. Golden Sky 2024 is going to be three big rided days of country music and all the festival fixings you can handle under the sun and stars. Uh, get your crew lined up because ESPN 1320 has your chance to win weekend passes. Just visit ESPN1320.com and fill out the online entry form for a chance to win two weekend passes and qualify to upgrade to two VIP weekend passes. I've always said if you're going to go to Golden Sky 2024, two VIP weekend passes is the way to go and you can enter to win yours uh, at ESPN1320.com. Hell yeah. Yep. James, your thoughts? Uh, No. <laughs> Do you have to wear flannel there? <laughs> do I have to dynamite, wear... Dynamite drop in, James. Moving I, on. <laughs> do I have to wear Wranglers? Because I'm not wearing either. Um, you, you have the PBR hat. That's step one. I think if you pull up in a sweater with a collar underneath it, though, like you're going to get some sideways looks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably. Especially since the, the shirt underneath isn't a flannel. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. No chance. Paolo Bancaro averaging 21 points, 6.8 rebounds, 4.4 assists. I thought he'd be a better passer. I'm surprised he doesn't have more assists. Um, but, yeah, that Orlando I think he would team. on a – I think, dude, they're good. Yeah. I can hope. They got uh, – well, so can Franz Wagner. Franz, yeah. Franz. I am Franz. Uh, Jason Concepcion, who hosts a podcast on Wondery called Six Trophies. It's very fun. It's him and Shea Serrano. He tweeted – this kind of hypothetical. I guess hypothetical. Every NBA team should be allowed to clone one all-time franchise great, like in foundation. Here's the stipulation. No doubles. So the Warriors can't have two Steph Currys, for instance. They could technically clone Chris Webber, though, who would be perfect for them. So that led to you and me at the break, and you can hear this if you tap in on youtube.com slash ESPN1320 and twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. Please hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We were discussing this, and I said Peja would be perfect for this Kings team because you get Peja on an offense where he can hoist nine threes a game. Yeah, 10, 10 12. Yeah. I mean, he's given you he's given you 25 a night. 
yeah, just one of on the, great the strength of, of, all time. of getting to that many opportunities. Yeah, his career his career high in three point attempts would have ranked him in the like thirties of three point attempts this okay. year. You know, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little sideways here. Okay. I'm gonna say not Chris Weber. I'm gonna say Mitch Richmond. Because his two way ability, his ability to defend was incredible and his ability to shoot like at a three level scorer, get out and run. Like I, I think that he would be because my first thought was, well, the Kings need is a defender and uh, you know, Doug, like mm-hmm. I, I don't think you're going to clone Doug in that situation. Well, but, no doubles. He's on the coaching staff. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but you do have, you know, like Mitch is like, what he brought to the table yeah. is consistency night in and night out. The fact that he averaged over, I think, 21 points a game, like eight consecutive years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like just so consistent. And his defense was like spot on. He could rebound. He could mm-hmm. pass. You play him at the two and the three. Yeah. He now, might be the guy. 916-909-1320. Which Kings franchise great would you call? Is it Oscar Robertson? Oh, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know. See, he, a guy like Oscar, like obviously in his time, is a, he's an all freaking timer and a and a legend of legends in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I I wonder in this scenario though, are you cloning him and you're just dropping twenty one year old Oscar Robertson onto the Kings roster where he has to learn the modern NBA and figure? Because I don't know how many how many threes he's knocking down. Okay, no, I, I think that that would be the problem. That's yeah. where I think Mitch Richmond could could deal with, you know, yeah, for the sure. eight to ten threes a game, you know. I like Chris Weber too, though. Yeah, no, no, I think Chris would be a a very very good. Would Chris Weber just fit. be would 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 he just be Domas? Uh, maybe. W- w- I mean, maybe he a little was, more willing to shoot it. He's a better perimeter, even like mid range game shooter, mid range right. shooter, right? Uh, and of course, a better athlete, uh, mm-hmm. better shot blocker. Yeah, I think he he would actually. I in the modern NBA, I think Chris Webber could shoot six threes a night. Man, yeah. You brought up Paolo Bancaro as a comp. I like that. I'm a big Paolo guy. Yeah, I don't think Paolo's the rebounder that uh, Webber was either. So, but not not far off. <laughs> Sauce Castillo, thanks, Tyler. We're not bringing Sauce Castillo. You yeah. can just go sign him. Although he's, I think he's probably retired at this point. Uh, Manny says he'd clone a healthy DeMarcus Cousins. Okay, but I don't think that would work with uh, alongside yeah. Sabonis. Yeah. And like DeMarcus Cousins is healthy right now. Just saying. Uh, Keegan Murray Watch says, give me Sam Lacey, move Domas to four and Keegan to three. Mm, okay. Yeah, but can Sam Lacey shoot the three ball? Mm. Uh, I'm just it's saying. a requirement. Yeah. Hedo Turkaloo? Now, see, Hedo, brother Hedo would be intriguing. Although there are some concerns about yeah. his political affiliation since becoming yeah. since leaving the NBA. But is that his clones problem? <laughs> <Is that> his, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like but the six foot nine you know what it's funny, if you could clone Gerald Wallace, but not on the Kings, the, the <laughs> Gerald Wallace that came after the Kings. Um yeah, that Gerald Wallace no, think might that, be that long that, athletic. But yeah. I think that still plays because the the scenario Jason brought up on Twitter 
was the Kings could or the Warriors could technically clone Chris Webber. Warriors version of Chris Webber in neither stint was like incredible. No, the first the first stint was good, but he was just really young. Right. I mean, right. 19 and he years and Don old. Nelson didn't get along. No, not at all. Yeah. But I I I don't hate the Gerald Wallace idea. Yeah. But I mean, Tim if Jones. we're talking about just need, just straight up what you yeah. need. Yeah. Francisco Garcia, anybody? Francisco. We had that discussion about Francisco the other day in the locker room because um, someone had gotten injured doing something. And then, you know, Francisco Francisco had, uh, I think he was barbell pressing 90 pounds on each side on a, on a blue exercise ball and the ball popped and he got a compound fracture of his, of his arm. And that's why Francisco Garcia's career went like fell off a cliff. Like that is my nightmare. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're going to be bench pressing 90 pounds on a, on a blue exercise ball on each arm. No, just the exercise ball popping. Oh yeah. Okay. Like I, that's my nightmare (laughs) when it comes to working out on an exercise ball. Okay. Like, are we sure about this thing? Are we sure about this thing? Are we totally sure? (laughs) It's not a little overinflated to you? I'll go through each one at the gym and like push on each one. I'm like, this one feels right. (laughs) I'm not trying to, dude, I'm not trying to become a me, like, yeah. I don't want an internet video where I'm in the background of someone doing their lifting and then I just, some Instagram girl doing her. Yeah, do, doing whatever, hang doing, cleans or whatever. Doing and then, squats and there's Kyle back And then just bang. <laughs> oh, Kyle. Oh. Uh, I don't the need. worst part is we can see this all happening. Oh, it's, it, it, it could fully like, play it's out. It's so vivid in my mind that I'm like, this has happened to me in a past life. Yeah. Like, this has definitely happened to me Well, before. now you and know that's it, why I'm scared of it. It happened to Francisco Garcia, so, you know. <laughs> just try to be like my guy Cisco. Well, I, I guess the, the Kings could clone Der, uh, Kevin Martin and just go all in on offense. No. Uh, no? <laughs> you could clone Kevin Martin or trade for Zach Levine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How much would you have to pay the clone? I have questions. <laughs> Is he on a league min deal? <laughs> Does the clone fit into your salary Is structure? It rookie wage scale? I don't know. And how old? Does he fit your player arc? Yeah. Because... Uh, you clone a 19, 20-year-old Chris Webber. Now we have, we're back to the two-timeline thing with the Warriors. It's a great point. It just doesn't work. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, are you cloning them and they're stepping out as a 19 or 20-year-old? Or are you raising them as a baby? <laughs> Does somebody in the org have to make sure that this baby is being raised to be a basketball player? We're going to have like the nature versus nurture conversation yeah. about if you raise a kid just in the basketball system. What is you know right? What he, is it? What is it? Do they just become the Leo Messi of of basketball? That's right. <laughs> I mean, there's we have a lot. I think of we questions. just wrote a great movie. We we have a Maybe lot. We just of wrote questions. a really good movie. It, it's very possible. <laughs> uh, yes, I don't know how we we got to all this because I saw a tweet. I know it, it happens. It happens. You Kyle. guys, hello everybody. Welcome into the Insiders on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. What you just witnessed was what goes on in my brain. Every second of every single day. Okay. I'll see a thing and my brain just takes off with it. That makes sense. That scrolling Twitter and I see a question like that. I'm like, well, this is going to occupy my mind for the next 15 minutes. We have like, I think everybody is so different about how they, they manage like how their brain works. And Mm -hmm. you know, like I would agree. I'm sitting here. There's a basketball game right there. There's a chatty house right here. There there's me and Kyle right there. My laptop is down below where I'm scrolling either Twitter or uh, like checking on 
Paolo Bancaro stat. <laughs> As one does. Like when I when I uh, write, I typically have a game on, have a TV series on, and I'm writing all at the same time. Like that's Oof. my brain is is working overtime all the time. So I, I like to like Kyle. I, I like that your brain just like goes sideways and like, hey, I need a tangent right now. Oh, there's something I can think about wildly. Do you know how hard it is to do a radio show and do this and do all the things that you just mentioned? Oh yeah. Well, like I can't even have Twitter up during the show because oh. I'll look at it once, and if something catches my eye, it's over for your boy. Well, the chatty house is basically our equivalent of of the Twitter. Box. Yeah, but the chatty house is great because I can just I can just grab this chat and throw it in here and turn it into content. I can't do that with a tweet unless I have time to like process it and bring you in on the bit. So that's okay. a whole problem. That Okay, it I'm is. with you. It's fine. All right. I love the idea of them having to take the clone because then it's not, you're going for the best player possible. You're not, you're no longer looking at your roster and saying, what do I need to clone to bring into my squad? Mm-hmm. Because that, that squad won't be the squad, sure. you know, 19, 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. We've got people wearing insider uh, sweatshirts right here in in oh, this. Oh. Uh, I think Megan just walked by wearing a. Oh I, yeah, and the the. I think she just pilfers the, whatever she wants every day. You know, like as have, she should. She works so hard. Yeah. She she can have whatever she wants. So the local Ace Hardware uh, by my house. Shout out Ace. It, shout out to the Ace helpful Hardware. place. It, it is. There's a guy there who literally pulls the uh, a pair of the eyeglasses, the the reading mm. specs. Yeah. He just grabs a new one off the rack every day and then puts one back when he's done. Gross. So, so everyone there has been used, but it still has a price tag on it. You'll someday you'll you'll walk in. He's wearing like a pink set. Like he can't see it all, so he he literally puts on a a pair of their spectacles. So that's what I think she does. She's just like I think today I feel like wearing a red insider sweatshirt. <laughs> she puts on and then she throws it back in the box and like it's no one knows the difference. Like, good to oh, go. This one kind of smells like like no. This one uh, smells worn to me. This one smells worn. Bro, I will not that I would ever buy need to buy reading glasses specifically from that Ace, but I wouldn't if I had to. No, I'm going. That's disgusting. Else. I'm buying the pack. That's I don't want to know what's going on on that guy's nose behind his ears. Yeah, I don't. Mm-mm. I'm buying the one that's in the plastic case, yeah, like hundred percent that no one else has gotten into. If I have hundred percent, it's not even close. Um, the Kings are the number four seed. Like I said, this is the insiders. We're actually going to talk about basketball now. Uh, the Kings. Number four seeded sixteen and nine there behind Denver, who's at eighteen and ten. Oklahoma City's at seventeen and eight. They're the number two in the Minnesota. Sitting at the number one seed at twenty and five. Neither you nor I were in on Minnesota before the year. I think I had Minnesota as like an eight seed in our preseason pontifications. Yeah. I might have said nine or ten. I was not high on Minnesota. They figured it out a little bit though, man. They can play. Oh yeah, they they're really good defensively. Yeah. And I think if you, you really look, the Kings beat them the one time that they've lost at home mm-hmm. was a loss to the Kings. They didn't have Jaden McDaniels. Mm-hmm. And He's their big like defensive man, stopper. He is so good defensively. He is a monster. Yeah. And then I love, love Nas Reed. Nas Reed would be a like he would be an instant fan favorite in Sacramento. Yeah. Nas it, Reed is a hooper man. He is. I guess, you know, in, in all reality, there isn't a lot of difference between a Nas Reed and a, a Trey Lyles. Um, right now, I mean, Nas Reed is, is averaging a lot more points per game, but that, that really is dependent on like, because they don't have a Malik Monk off the bench. Right. 
So, but yeah, their their team is solid. They're solid all, all the way around, and you know they have some top tier talent. Um, I I still don't. I'm not a hundred percent like okay, this is the team. Mm-hmm. But but I do think that they're good. And Nasri, geez, thirteen and a half, five boards, half yeah. a block. 38.8% from three. 50% from the field. Goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah. Solid player. Gosh. They paid for him, but solid. Yeah. They, but they didn't even pay that much for him. Yeah. Were they getting him $12 million a year or something? Um, no, but it was less than... I don't know exactly what it was. I'm getting that now. Uh, yeah. Three and 42. That's what he got. So 14. 16. 14. 14. 14 a year. So 14. That's... that's I mean that's not nothing. No, so. for sure. I just I thought he was going to get a, a monster deal from from somebody else. But you, you mentioned this. We were talking about this a little bit yesterday. I mentioned desire to play somewhere matters. Mm-hmm. And if he's going, man, I have this great role. I'm a backup center, and I'm going to get my 23 minutes a night, 25 minutes a night, whatever he's playing. Yeah, and I'm going to just get to be the dude in that role. Stuff matters. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he is like a a, a three point shooting version of like Montrez Harrell, like hmm. maybe well, but he plays defense. Montrez yeah. Harrell never played defense at all. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just look Jaden McDaniels. Just uh, a tough matchup, Nas Reed. Yeah, very just very tough. Really hard to just find people who who can hang with him. Yeah. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, uh, who, again, the Kings didn't face the last time. And I also don't think De'Aaron Fox played in that game. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but Jaden McDaniels just signed a new – he's got a monster deal. Yeah, uh, they, paid, they paid him a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's it, – like, extreme, he makes like 22-5 next year, but it goes up to 24-4, 26-28, 29 Like, there's a point where Jaden McDaniels will make $30 million a year. That's wild. Yeah, to play defense. Yeah, to play defense. <laughs> I think they're hoping he turns into, like, Kawhi, where he starts knocking down shots and being more of an effective offensive player. There's no way they're paying him that just to be a defensive stopper. By the way, uh, De'Aaron Fox did play in that game. He put up 32 shots. He went 36-7-12. and 12. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was that game. <laughs> um, the Kings were missing somebody, though. Keegan. Keegan, okay. That was after he hurt his back against New Orleans. Okay. So that makes makes sense. I was thinking that they it was even that they were both missing right. Yes, like integral correct. integral players. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't think that they believe Jaden McDaniels will become Kawhi. I think they're hoping that he might become Mikael Bridges. Hmm. That's okay. Who, yeah. I mean, Kawhi's just always a guy I think of when I think of a player that doesn't shoot it great and eventually starts shooting the heck out of it. Yeah. So that's kind well, of well. I mean, him and Kawhi in the mid range is crazy. It is ridiculous. He is. Yeah. It, I I've I feel like we gloss over the Kawhi stuff because it's just like is he gonna play? Like, to, can you be on the court? Yeah. I I personally I'm not I don't want to project this on anybody else. I personally have gotten so into that mindset that I've forgotten how damn good Kawhi is at basketball. Yeah, he is unbelievable, man. Well, and there's been no dr- when he's on the court. There's, there's not been a significant defensively. There has been. He's not the defender he was, but offensively, man, he's so freaking good. But the reason you forget about him and you forget how good he is is he doesn't play. And the fact that he's played in all 26 games this season is just absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I did not see that happening. 
the NBA, I, they uh, we kind of gloss over this, but the NBA hit a home run with their their new rules where mm-hmm. you have to play a certain amount of games in order to, you know, be an all NBA player and all that stuff. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is instantly an all NBA player. And he just like he's that. he's not on the all NBA list because he doesn't play enough games the last yep. couple of years. And I, I think that this is a home run by the NBA. Like I we're gonna see a lot more and it's good for the fans. Fans you should get to yeah. see Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, you shouldn't forget that Kawhi Leonard is as good as he is. Yeah, you shouldn't forget that he's a, <laughs> a, a, like a second, a first or second team All NBA player when he's healthy. Yeah, for, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes, unbelievable player on both ends. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, um, I, yeah, I just I, if you had told me at 26 games, if you had said, "Hey, over under 21 and a half for Kawhi played," I would have gone under, way under. I oh, felt yeah. great about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but yep, good for him. Yeah, the Clippers are hey, okay, here's one. Who scares you more because you're kind of down, I don't want to say down on OKC, but you don't believe that OKC is going to finish the year as the 2 seed. Can I can I go that far? Well, no, I I think that they could finish the season as a 2 seed, but I still don't think that they're like I feel like they're a little bit like where the Kings were 3 seed last year. Yeah, they but got the some Kings, stuff to learn in the playoffs. I don't want to take anything away from the Kings being the 3 seed, but like the fact that they lost in the first round, that wasn't a surprise. Sure. Like that's the natural progression of an NBA team. They skip like three steps. Mm-hmm. They got there. Now, I think OKC has been building slowly and, and trying to get to this point. But, you know, like they still have players there that have never really experienced any any real playoff like atmosphere or anything mm-hmm. else. Like they have a lot to learn. And can they yeah. beat some team? Sure, they can beat a team. But I had also like... It, they really almost need to face another team like them mm-hmm. in the first round in order to take the step through where the Kings faced like the NBA champs, mm-hmm. a seasoned great team right. at the end of their run, but a great team. Mm-hmm. Like you're more often than not, a team like the Kings is going to lose that series. Even if it's really competitive and you lose in seven, mm-hmm. we can point to a missed shot. We can point to an injury to De'Aaron Fox's finger, whatever you want to point. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they lost. And that's because... Sure. Most of the time, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. That's so. just kind of the natural progression. If you're the Kings in a playoff series, who scares you more, Oklahoma City or the Clippers? Clippers. Yeah, I think so too. I wouldn't have said that like three weeks ago. They're figuring it out though, man. No, they are. They. That's kind of scary. Yeah, man. I mean, they have they have four Hall of Famers, Kyle, and that's you know it's something I talked about early in the season. I think people just kind of like. Oh, come on now. They aren't well, the same. Right, because like, Paul George and Kawhi just weren't playing. Yeah. It's going great. Four Hall of Famers for a combined 90 games. Yeah. Eh, no. Eh, cool. They're really good, Kyle. Yeah, boy. Yeah, and, you know, we've been waiting for the Clippers mm-hmm. to actually show up and be great. I still think that they're going to struggle. Like, they're going to go through, like, phases of the season where they lose themselves. And I, the the Kings playing them, I was shocked that it was just James Harden's team. Like, I was totally shocked by that. Like, he, he'd been there, like, two weeks, and all he I was had, the guy directing everything. I had all the jokes when he said, I am the system. It was like, okay, James, and yeah. now here we are. Screw me, right? All right. <laughs> you heard I'm you, I'm just Kyle. an idiot. All right. <laughs> it wasn't just me. No. I wasn't the only one saying that. Um, I had one more thing on this. Where was it? Do, okay, do you think the Kings finishes the four seed this year? I think they finish above four. Okay, 
So right now your top four is Sacramento, Denver, OKC, Minnesota. Who falls out? Well, I think two teams could fall out pretty easily. Oh. I think Minnesota, I think I think uh OKC could easily fall out. And, and I don't I don't think they're falling far. Hmm. But like if they finish the five or the six or the seven, I'm not like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. I would be I would be floored if they were the seven. You'd be floored if they were the seven, but you know who like the eight, ten, and eleven are right now. Like the eight, ten, and eleven are like the Lakers, the Suns, and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like those teams can figure it out at any point and and be right back to where they have been. Like I know the the Warrior. I mean the Lakers were what the eight seed last year going into the playoffs. Yeah, and the. The Warriors were oh they were the six right yes it's three six if they're six and, and eight I I wouldn't be shocked hmm. you know and if the Pelicans catch fire again and they're just the biggest yo-yo team there ever was see I'm all in on OKC though okay I just I I think they have with what Chet Holmgren has done and again a lot of this is couched with the season doesn't start till Christmas Day right that's when the the good teams really ramp up and you start to the the cream rises to the top. So maybe Oklahoma City after after Christmas looks like an entirely different team. But right now, uh, with the way they can play defense, with the way they can shoot the three, um, Chet Holmgren is a marvel, and I think we would be talking about him more if Victor Wembanyama was not a thing. Um, I, I just I think what they've done from a team building standpoint is super impressive, and uh, what Mark Dagnall's done as a coach is super impressive. Shea Gilgis Alexander is a legit MVP candidate, mm-hmm. and when you have a legit MVP candidate with the amount of guys that can that can shoot it on that roster. That's that's tough. I I understand. I, I just I'm not sold yet, and I think I fear them being a major player and trading as much as I do anything else. Mm, that's yeah, yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Yep. Speaking of the trade deadline, that's a great transition by you. Jake Fisher from Yahoo Sports is going to join us next. He has been all over the NBA trade rumors, specifically what's going on in Toronto. We will talk to him next on the Insiders. You're not going to want to miss that. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube, and we are on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.